Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari. Here is another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Today's topic is optimizing your brain performance with nootropics. My guest, David Toman, is an author. He wrote the book, Nootropics Expert, and we're going to talk all about them, what they are, and how they can help you. And he's also going to share his healing story from a diagnosis of adult ADD. This is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, I have David Toman with me. He's the author of NootropicsExpert.com and the books Head First and Secrets of the Optimized Brain. Hi, David. Hi, Dawn. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm looking forward to this. Same here. So, David, I read your one sheet that provided to me your bio and your story was very interesting. And we're going to get into nootropics. And I hope I said that right. Nootropics, nootropics. <laughs> yeah, there's. I guess there's a debate on how to pronounce this. There is. So nootropics. We'll call it nootropics for the sake of this interview. We will get into what those are and how they can help people optimize their brain. But first, let's talk about your journey and how you discovered nootropics so you were diagnosed with adult ADD that you didn't know that you had. Yeah, I've been to 45 countries, and I've lived in different places around the world. And I've always gravitated rather quickly towards executive positions in big companies or wherever I happen to be. And so my yearly performance review always sounded the same. It was like, David, you're a fantastic executive. You're a really good manager. People like you. You know what you're doing. But you got to learn how to focus every year. And so I bought the books on how to focus. And I just thought it was a moral failing or something. And then about 13 years ago, I met this beautiful girl on North Miami Beach. And we ended up getting married. And within a year of us being together, she saw what was going on. And she said, I want to introduce you to my psychiatrist. And there was a guy up in Palm Beach. So I went up to see this doctor and he sat me down. Within 10 minutes, he diagnosed me as adult ADD and PTSD. It took me 10 years to figure out what, where the, I think the PTSD came from, but adult ADD. He said, adult AD, and I'm going to put you on Ritalin. And I started using Ritalin, Dawn, and it was like somebody turns the lights on in my brain. Really? It was amazing. It was just light, night and day. And all of a sudden, I could do things like focus that I couldn't before. 
And so that was good for about two years or so. And then I started growing a Ritalin is uh, the chemical name is methylphenidate. I started growing tolerant to it. And I'm going, no way. (laughs) This isn't going to happen. Oh, I didn't know you could get a tolerance to that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going, there's no way that this is going to happen because this was too much of a miracle in my life. I got to find out what's going on here. So I started doing some research and I found out that methylphenidate is a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. And what that means is that it inhibits dopamine transporters and neurons in your brain forcing more dopamine to be available. And that's what helps the ADD and ADHD brain. So I'm going, okay, then it sounds like I don't have enough dopamine. How do I fix that? And I found out that L-tyrosine was a precursor to dopamine. So I got some L-tyrosine and I found out that I had a problem with brain signaling too. And acetylcholine is behind brain signaling. So I got some acetyl-L-carnitine, which is a precursor to acetylcholine. And I started taking them. Voila, no longer tolerant to Ritalin. I went, huh, Really? that's cool. <laughs> and that was pretty much the first time I ever thought about my brain. You know how we think about our health in so many different ways? Yes. You know, we think about everything else. We think about how we look. We think about our muscles, our digestive system. It, but we don't ever think about our brain. That was the first time I ever thought about my brain. But I still had never heard the word nootropics. I just knew that there were supplements available that could help the brain. And I remember going to the next step for me was going into the local GNC and finding a nootropic stack called Focus Factor which is one of the oldest nootropic stacks on the market, is still around. And I started taking that because it's got L-tyrosine in it. It's got acetyl-L-carnitine. It's got a bunch of the B vitamins and stuff that this brain needs. So that went on for, I don't know, about four or five years or so. And then about six years ago, I got really, really, really sick. And my wife took me to the ER and she thought I was having a heart attack. And it turns out that I wasn't having a heart attack, but for some reason, I was all of a sudden severely hypothyroid. And you know, when you're hypothyroid, there's like two columns of symptoms. One of those is memory loss. And I had completely lost my memory. And I went to two different neurologists and they both tested me for Alzheimer's and said, nope, it's not Alzheimer's. It's not dementia. We don't know what's wrong with you, but we can't help you. And by this time, you know, our marriage was falling apart. We were broke. My business was crashing. I felt horrible. I couldn't remember anything. I'm going, I'm going to either die or I'm going to have to fix this. And so I started doing the research again, and I started experimenting with different things. And that's when I first came across the word nootropics. And I started taking different supplements, and I put together a stack of supplements. And it took about two and a half years. But... I got everything working again. My brain is working better than it ever has in my life. My memory is better than it ever has. And so that's kind of like how, where that started. And then I started, I'm I'm a marketer. And at the time I was running a marketing agency and I closed that down. I just started doing copywriting and I started writing copy for natural health companies And one of these companies was in England, and and they had a nootropic stack that they wanted some advertorials written for. And so I wrote these guys, I think, five advertorials on a nootropic supplement they had and loved them. 
and help them sell a lot of product. But when I was doing this research to put together the sales copy, I realized that there's nothing out there. It's so hard to get this information. The last book that was published on this subject was in 1992. And there was not one single website, especially at that time, this is about five years ago, that just told you, if you've got a problem with your brain, how to fix it. So I'm going, the world needs an authority, one spot where people can go to if they've got a problem with anxiety or depression or ADHD or autism or OCD or whatever they've got, whatever the problem is. They got to be able to go to one spot and find answers. And that was the start of NootropicsExpert.com. Nice. And so Nootropics Expert, that's your website. And we will talk about that a little bit later. But what I wanted to ask for people out there who don't know what this is, what are nootropics? Hmm. That's a great question. There is a guy named Dr. Cornelia Gurgea. He worked at a Belgian-based pharmaceutical company called UCB Pharma in 1964, and he developed a thing called paracetam. Mm -hmm. And he was developing paracetam because he was looking for some kind of a calming type of drug for motion sickness. And I think it was for the Russian cosmonauts because he was a fellow of a doctor named Pavlov. Do you remember Pavlov's dogs? Yes. Yes. I remember learning about that. Yeah. He was a fellow of him in St. Petersburg. And so he developed paracetam, and paracetam is a cyclic derivative of GABA. So common sense would tell you that if it's a derivative of GABA, it's got to help make you calmer, right? Because GABA is the calming neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happened. He found that paracetam didn't help calm people down, but it helped improve cognition in perfectly healthy people. And he went, hmm. And so they developed it into a drug called Nootropal in Europe, and they started selling it as Nootropal as a prescription drug in the early 1970s. And since that time, there's been, there's probably a couple of dozen racetams that have been developed since then, all based on paracetam. But Dr. Gergea saw what was going on, and he said, hmm, there, we've got to name this class of drugs. And he came up with the term nootropic. And nootropic news is the Greek word for mind. And tropin is the Greek word for towards, so towards the mind. So it's basically a mashed up Greek word for nous and tropin, nootropic. That's where the word came up. He coined that term in, I think it was 1972. Oh, okay the first time he published the name of that. And he came up with a definition of what entropic is supposed to be. And he gave us a list of five criteria that a substance must have to be considered a true nootropic. And he said, a true nootropic enhances memory and ability to learn. It assists brain function under disruptive conditions like a lack of oxygen. It protects the brain from chemical and physical toxins like barbiturates. It increases natural cognitive processes, and it must be non-toxic to humans. That's the basic definition of nootropic. We now refer to nootropic as any natural substance that helps the brain. And we've given all kinds of names for, you know, cognitive enhancers, 
or some people call them smart drugs. And I, I don't like that term because to me, a smart drug is nootropics. You don't have to have a prescription to get them, but a smart drug you do. A smart drug is something like Ritalin or Adderall or Modafinil. I would consider those smart drugs and you need a prescription to get them. Nootropics, you don't need a prescription to get them. Oh, okay. You can get them at your local vitamin shop or Whole Foods, or there's even some of them available at your local pharmacy or at the supermarket. So what kind of issues can nootropics help with? I'm sure there's a myriad of, of them, so maybe just a few of them. Okay, well, I've written about about a lot of them. The most basic ones are anxiety, depression, ADHD, traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress disorder, aging and longevity, memory, memory and recall. So those are the kind of like broad basic. So if somebody has anxiety, for example, what's a nootropic that could help them? That's a good question. First, we have to get to the source of what the, where the anxiety is coming from. Right. Right. Because... Anxiety is probably a neurotransmitter problem, but it could be serotonin, it could be GABA, it could be dopamine, it could be norepinephrine, it could be glutamate, okay, or it could be one of the other minor neurotransmitters. There's two different ways to approach this. One is I find out if somebody, because I do consult, personal consulting now too. Okay. And the first thing I find out is, are they taking any prescription drug for it, like an anti-anxiety medication? And if they're not... Only reason I talk about this is, yeah, I've had, I have some experience with, with anxiety. Yes. If they are and that drug is working for them at least a little bit, then we have some place to start from. Sure. And what if they're not? If they're not, then we have to go through these one by one and start experimenting. So, and I was just for want of any better ideas, just start at the top of the list or make up your own order in this list and start with serotonin and try L-tryptophan. Okay. So take 500 milligrams of L-tryptophan before you go to sleep and see if you feel better the next day. Tryptophan, is that kind of what they describe? Is that what's in turkey? Yes. Very, very small amount, yes. Yes, because that's why they used to say turkey makes you sleepy because of the tryptophan. So it relaxes you. Yeah, well, tryptophan is a a precursor to serotonin. Okay. So the pathway goes L-tryptophan, serotonin, 5-HTP, melatonin. Oh, okay. So 5-HTP, does that also work or is it better just to go for the L-trypsophan? Is that, or? 5-HTP is kind of dangerous to use. Because I stopped using that. I'm just going to be open about this. I open about it on my Instagram. So I have, I had anxiety, not as much now, but I tried 5-HTP and I stopped using it. I didn't know that was dangerous though. I just, it made me very jittery actually. Well, the thing is, is that it, it, it's so easy to misuse it because you can only get high doses of it as a supplement. Right. And like people try 200 milligrams and they feel like crap and they don't know why. It's because it's way too much. Oh. Same thing with melatonin. I tell people don't use melatonin if you need something to sleep because the melatonin that they put in capsules is way, way over overdosed. They've got like three milligram capsules, five milligram capsules. Your brain actually uses between 0.5 and 0.8 milligrams of melatonin. Oh, so if you take the precursor, the L-tryptophan is the precursor to all of these. Yeah, it's one step back from everything, so it's easier. 
So it, it goes on to produce serotonin and 5-HTP and, and melatonin, but it does it in a, there's a longer process that goes on. So you can take more L-tryptophan without getting yourself into trouble. But if you take too much 5-HTP, which is very easy to do, you can immediately get into trouble and you could still have a problem with serotonin in your brain, but not know it because you had a better reaction to 5-HTP. Oh, okay. So it's gentler to start out with something like L-tryptophan. Try L-tryptophan. If that doesn't work, then you go, okay, let's try GABA. So you try 500 milligrams or 750 milligrams of GABA before you go to sleep and see if you feel better the next day. If that doesn't work, then you go to, okay, maybe it's dopamine. So you try Mm L-tyrosine. But you don't do that before you go to sleep because that's an excitatory neurotransmitter. So you'd try L-tyrosine in the morning and at noon. Okay. And see if that makes a difference. And so you just kind of like go through this list, try them one by one until you find something that works. And then as soon as you find something that works, you go, ah, okay, I've got a dopamine thinking going on here. Then you start looking at the different ways to affect dopamine, dopamine neurons, dopamine receptors in your brain. And there's a number of different supplements that support that. But L-tyrosine is the precursor to, well, L-dopa, and then L-dopa turns into dopamine, Mm -hmm. which turns into norepinephrine, which turns into epinephrine, the fight or flight hormone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's definitely why you wouldn't want to take that before bed. No, <laughs> I can see because, that. <laughs> you, because it would cause insomnia. But it could change your life. If you've got a problem with dopamine, yeah. and a lot of people do. The other thing is, too, is that as we get older, our brain pr- and our body produces less dopamine for a number of reasons. It goes down, it drops by like 10% per decade. Wow. And so by the time you reach 60 and 70 and 80, you've got Way less than half of what you started out with in your 20s. Oh, so could this explain why people in yeah in their 40s, and I know for women, there's also hormonal stuff going on, but that also explains it. Okay, so I didn't know that because I'm in my 40s and yeah, okay. The other thing with dopamine too is there's an enzyme called monoamine oxidase, which is a natural enzyme that degrades dopamine once your brain uses it. The problem is that monoamine oxidase gets out of hand as you get older. So dopamine is naturally dropping and monoamine oxidase is naturally increasing, which is further suppressing dopamine. So you're even worse off. So you can try an MA, a natural MAOI, a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, okay. plus L-tyrosine or just L-tyrosine, or something like Macuna puriens, which is a source of L-dopa, which is one next step in the pathway to producing dopamine. Okay. And now if somebody, say someone's taking CBD or they're using, I don't know, but I don't want to go too far into that. Is that going to affect anybody if they have good results with that for anxiety? No. If they're using CBD oil and it's working for them, absolutely keep on doing it. But if it maybe they need a little more, so none of this will interact with this. Okay. No, and that's an important point though, because some of this stuff does interact. The first thing you need to be careful with, if you're using a prescription drug of any kind, then please read the warning labels and the side effects on nootropicsexpert.com and find out whether there's going to be an interaction. Because if you're using something like an SSRI mm-hmm. and you try something like St. John's Wort, you can produce serotonin syndrome and it can kill you. 
Oh, yes, I've heard of this. Okay, so that's very important for anyone out there listening that might be suffering from anxiety, depression, and they're on an SSRI, and they're saying, oh, I want to try a nootropic, sorry, nootropic. <laughs> so make sure to research this. SSRIs, tricyclics, uh, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, all of these things that are prescribed. Or Xanax as well, because I know yeah, that yeah, inhibits yeah. gamma. Or it, well, it doesn't inhibit it. it. I don't know. All I know is that if you take it for too long, it can start inhibiting it. Okay. Great. Yeah. And I do focus a little bit on anxiety, but we can talk about other stuff because I know some people, they self-medicate, you know, with alcohol. Well, and oftentimes we're self-medicating because our body is trying to tell us something. We're either using alcohol or we're using drugs or we're smoking because smoking affects nicotinic acetylcholine receptors mm-hmm. and it affects dopamine in the brain. And alcohol also affects dopamine in the brain. Your body is probably crying out for dopamine. And you find that when you start using these supplements and you start providing what your brain is crying out for, there's less of a desire to use things like alcohol and drugs that could be bad for you and tobacco. I mean, nicotine is a nootropic. Yes, I was going to ask about that. Go ask about. Yeah, but you don't want to get it through smoking. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So that's a question. So nicotine, I know there's a nicotine it's acetylcholine. All my physiology class stuff is coming back to me now. I, <laughs> I found this part the most interesting because I'm super fascinated with this as well. So I don't know half as much as you do, but so the nicotine, there's those nicotinic receptors. And so what does nicotine do for your brain, you know, beneficially? Nicotine binds to, there's two different kinds of acetylcholine receptors. There's nicotinic receptors, nicotinic acetylcholine receptors, and muscarinic acetylcholine receptors. Nicotine binds to nicotinic acetylcholine receptors, which in turn boosts the release of acetylcholine, but it also releases dopamine, serotonin, and glutamate, which affects alertness, attention, cognition, memory, and mood. That's why people feel so good when they're smoking. And the reason why their brain is working better when they're smoking is because the nicotine is doing that. Nicotine also modulates the connectivity and structure of brain networks, and it improves whole brain communication efficiency. So it just helps your brain work better. I see. And so that's why people hooked on cigarettes. They were saying, well, nicotine is the problem. It's just, it's not as much the problem. Yeah, it's a deeper problem than that. It's a much, much deeper problem than that. There's oftentimes there's something else going on and the nicotine in tobacco is helping them provide whatever it is the brain that they're crying out for because they don't know any better. Exactly. Now, if somebody who's looking to enhance performance, as we'll shift from anxiety and depression, I actually didn't address depression, maybe later, but say somebody just wants to improve their performance, it's biohacking, that's a big topic nowadays and they want to improve their mental performance. What are a couple of things people could do as far as nootropics? I've written a, a lot on this subject from different angles. For example, one, how to create the best nootropic stack. And in that post I've got, and in my book, I've got specific suggestions for, and if you say you want to improve performance, how do you want to improve performance? Because there's cognition thinking and decision making. There's memory, there's anxiety and depression, there's energy and motivation, and there's brain repair and maintenance. Okay, how about energy and motivation? 
energy and motivation, energy primarily comes from, well, there's a couple of things that contribute to mental fatigue, yeah? Depleted neurotransmitters can cause mental fatigue and a host of other issues and a lack of adenosine triphosphate. Adenosine triphosphate is the energy source for the mitochondria in each one of your brain cells. And the thing is, is that your brain is an organ and other than your heart, it has got more mitochondria per brain cell. So we're talking trillions of mitochondria. Those mitochondria is where your mental energy comes from and they get their fuel from ATP. Your brain has to be able to create ATP to fuel the mitochondria and then flush the exhaust out, if you will. So we need to support ATP. The other thing that causes hormones that are out of whack can cause fatigue as well and poor cerebral blood flow because your blood flow in your brain provides oxygen and nutrients to brain cells, right? Right. If your brain is not getting enough oxygen and nutrients because the blood flow is bad, that can produce fatigue as well. So there's a number of things that we can do to influence each one of these things. Acetyl-L-carnitine, it's also called Alcar, boosts acetylcholine, and it also transports fatty acids into cell membranes, into mitochondria, where it's used to create ATP. And then what's cool about Alcar is that it helps take the fatty acids into brain cells where they're used as f- for fuel. Then once the fuel is made, it flushes the oxidized fatty acids out of brain cells. So it works both ways. So that's a staple of my stack. And that has been since I, was, I learned about this 12 years ago. Alpha lipoic acid boosts levels of acetylcholine and glucose uptake. And it helps regenerate depleted antioxidants that are already present in your brain, like things like vitamin C, vitamin E, glutathione, and CoQ10. So alpha-lipoic acid is super important for boosting your energy levels. CoQ10. CoQ10 is essential for producing adenosine triphosphate. It improves athletic performance. It works as an antioxidant and battles fatigue and depression. Another one is PQQ. PQQ is an interesting supplement because it's an enzyme cofactor and it's the only known nutrient. The only thing that we know of that facilitates the growth of new mitochondria in brain cells. So it works in concert with CoQ10 to produce ATP, but unlike anything else, it can also help grow new mitochondria. More mitochondria means more energy, right? Yes. This is really, really fascinating. I had a question too. What is a nootropic stack? A nootropic stack, it's, I'm assuming you you build kind of a stack for a few different nootropic, but is there a way that you should do it? Yeah, there is a way you should do it because you want to use as few supplements as possible. A nootropic stack is just a number of individual supplements put together and taken all at once. Right. And you can do them like when I started out, and I still do this to a large degree, is I use individual supplements. So I take a lot of capsules, more than the average person does. (laughs) (laughs) I was was wondering about that to ask about, because I I know a lot of people do take a lot of supplements nowadays. Yeah. So how can people stack it as minimally as possible too, you know, and, and, and stagger it? 
take a look at what you're trying to fix, then find the supplements that'll fix what you're trying to fix, and then find out what the individual supplements are, and then see if you can find somebody that's made a supplement that combines all of those into one or two capsules. And sometimes you can find that. Like I promote a product called MindLab Pro that's made by a company called OptiNutri in the UK. It's manufactured in the United States. And MindLab Pro is designed to be a universal nootropic and it helps things like energy and memory. And it helps with brain repair and maintenance. And it helps you think faster. And there's like 11 ingredients in two capsules. So you can find them. You have to search hard or look to somebody like me for recommendations. But until you find a great combination, find out what kind of supplements you need to fix whatever you're trying to fix then just start taking them. Follow the dosage recommendations. Sometimes you take them once a day. Sometimes you take them twice a day. Sometimes you take them three times a day, depending. And uh, sometimes they're fat soluble. So you need to either take it with a meal or use a a healthy fat like unrefined coconut oil or, or olive oil. Otherwise, it can't get into your cells. So, but that's what a nootropic stack is. A nootropic stack is just a combination of supplements that helps you fix one thing. Okay. So some nootropics are natural and some are synthetic. What's the difference there? And is one better? You know, people right now usually will say, well, you don't want to take something synthetic. Is, is there a case where you where synthetics are okay? Well, it's you can be really fundamentalist about this and just stick with nat- natural substances. And you can probably get away with fixing just about everything, like adaptogens, for example. I've got a list of seven different adaptogens that work to help tame anxiety. And adaptogens just is something that helps your body go come back into balance. And it includes things like ashwagandha and bacopa monnieri and rhodiola rosea. But synthetics, you can get extracts, right? You can get a lion's mane mushroom extract Mm -hmm. that's technically in synthetic, but is it really? See what I mean? Yes, I see what you mean. Lion's mane mushroom extract is kind of like a synthetic because you're making the extract, but it's just a concentrated version of all of the good stuff that's in lion's mane in a capsule instead of the powder, just the whole fruit. So that's kind of like a synthetic. And then you've got something like the racetams. The racetams are synthetic. It's a cyclical, well, it's a cyclic derivative of GABA, which is natural, but it's still a synthetic. Is it bad? No, it's not bad because it helps your brain in the right circumstances for the right person. It works. It's fantastic. Of course, there are some synthetics out there that you really want to stay away from. Like you want to stay away from synthetic vitamins and minerals because your body and brain do not recognize synthetic vitamins and minerals as food. Okay. How do you know if your vitamins or minerals are synthetic? Are most of them on the market natural? Do people know this? Or No, the problem is most of them are synthetic. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. So how do you know? How do you know this? Because, wow, that, that could be me. You look at the label and just assume that most of the vitamin, multivitamins that you see on the supermarket shelf or at your pharmacy are synthetic. Oh, no. So almost like it's almost like useless to take them then? No, because they're not going to do you any good. And in some cases, they can harm you. 
But if there are, it's going to cost you more money, but there are whole food multivitamins and mineral supplements. People that make MindLab Pro just came up with a new line called Performance Lab. And they've got a multivitamin that is grown from yeast. So when they're grown from yeast, they're created with the same cofactors that you, if you would get that multivitamin or that vitamin or that mineral from food. And you take a look at multivitamin label and you look at the minerals part of it. It's ground up rock. And your body can't use ground up rock, right? No. So you want something that's grown from a substance so that it's the same kind of vitamin and mineral that you normally get from food. You know, up to 50 years ago or so, most people didn't use supplements because they didn't really need to. This stuff was already in our food. Most of the nootropic supplements that we use today, other than things like the adaptogens, most of them are natural. Either our body already makes them internally or we get them from food. But the problem is no matter how good your diet today, you cannot get these, these nutrients. You just can't. Is that because of the soil uh, being depleted? or? It's because of the soil being depleted. It's because nutrients are lost during transportation. Nutrients are lost during processing. They're lost during cooking. And our air quality has declined. Carbon dioxide levels are something like 405 parts per million right now. A hundred years ago, they were half that. Mm-hmm. What this means is the plants are gr- growing faster, but they're growing so fast that they can't suck up the vitamins and minerals from the soil that they once did that are already depleted. Wow. So it's even if you're eating a whole food diet, you're just, you're cooking things from scratch, you know, gardening, trying to do as much as you can. It's, it's, I guarantee you that if you did a full complete lab test, you'd be deficient in at least two or three things. It's interesting. It's better than nothing, but you would still be deficient in things like iodine, which is absolutely critical. Magnesium, you're deficient in. There's an, a, a handful of other ones, too, that we found over and over and over again. The majority of the population is deficient in them. And the only way to get them is by supplementing. Okay. Okay. And so the best way to find, for example, a magnesium or one of these supplements that it's going to be natural not just ground up rocks or artificial sources. You just have to look at the the label and it will tell you. Yeah, you've got to learn how to read the label. And I'm assuming your website will have this information in your books, right? I do. I've got a post called Seven Tips for Choosing the Highest Quality Nootropic Supplements. And I've got another one, How to Determine a Nootropic Company Reputation. And that goes for any kind of dietary supplement company reputation. You want to know things like the company history, how long it's been around. You want to know the reputation, if there's any bad press about them. You want to find out what the quality control is like. So you go to their website and you find out if they've got testing facilities either in-house or they do third-party testing. And if they do, they should be publishing it. And they should make it available to you if they don't have it on their website. If you call them up and ask them for it, they should be able to produce it to you. They should be able to give you something like a certificate of analysis and things like I talk about customer service and product pricing and stuff like that too. But those are the basic things. 
a certificate of analysis is what a lab produces when they use different kinds of machinery to look at whatever's in that capsule or tablet to find out if it's really in there and to find out how much is in there. And the other thing you want to find out if it's therapeutic doses, you take a look at a lot of this stuff. The reason why I like the Performance Lab Multi is because all it's got is vitamins and minerals. There's no other ingredients. And the dosages of each vitamin and mineral is a lot higher than the recommended daily allowance that the government puts out. It's actually what the scientists are telling us that our body and brain need. Most companies don't do that. They put the minimal amount in there. They put in the RDA amount, which is the RDA is based on the average of people from two years old to 80 years old, right? In any kind of state of health. And that's not what we want. We want something that'll help us thrive and something that'll help optimize our bodies. So we want therapeutic dosages and we want to make sure that there's no other ingredients in that capsule or tablet. If you take a look at the bottom of the label and below the list of ingredients, it'll say other ingredients. Yes. And you'll see things like cellulose and magnesium stearate and titanium dioxide and silica. Yeah. You don't want these things in your supplement Mm -hmm. because, well, why are they there? They're not there to help you. They're there to help the manufacturer. They're there to help the company do something. And it helps them do things like help the stuff. The powders flow through the machine easier. It's a flow agent, so it doesn't stick to the machinery. They could have another ingredient in there to stop the stuff from clumping together to keep it in powder form. They could have another ingredient in there to so it doesn't smell bad. Another ingredient so that they improve the color, so it does, it's not a yucky color, right? You don't need any of this stuff. And this stuff is actually be- Titanium dioxide, for example, it's a pigment that's used to color a supplement. But the problem with titanium dioxide, it's in a nearly every supplement that you pick up and look at. It leads to mitochondrial dysfunction. And it damages astrocyte cells, which leaves them unable to absorb glutamate. It in- induces oxidative stress and mitochondrial damage and glial cells, all of these things are bad for your brain. Magnesium stearate is another common one that you see in most supplements. Magnesium stearate suppresses your natural killer T cells. So your body can't fight back against things like toxins. And they use magnesium stearate in a supplement as a flow agent or a lubricant. So it speeds up the manufacturing process. So you want to try to do do your best to stay away from other ingredients. If there's going to be an other ingredient, it should be just the capsule. And possibly if they need a filler, something like rice flour. Okay. But nothing else. And sometimes you genuinely need a filler because you take a look at like five milligrams of melatonin, for example, which you don't want to buy anyway, but five milligrams. Do you know how small five milligrams is? Pretty small. Yeah, it's really, really, you can't get a capsule that small. You wouldn't be able to pick it up. It's so tiny. So they put five milligrams of the supplement in there and they the rest of it is filler just so that it fills the capsule. I see. And that's okay, usually. That's okay, so long as they use the right filler. Right. Now, I had a question. If you're going to 
a health food store like in the U.S., Sprouts or Whole Foods, you're still going to find a lot of, you know, supplements and multivitamins that are just almost useless. Yes. Or because I know I know you said CVS or pharmacy or generic supermarkets, but as well the health food stores. The health food stores are guilty of it as well, but they, uh, the it, it's too bad, which there is the reason why people really need to educate themselves yeah. to, to know what to look for. Because the good thing about health food stores is there's good stuff in there too. You just have to know how to recognize it. Okay. So I assume your website, just researching the labels, I'm, I need to go there after this <laughs> because yeah, yeah. supplements, everyone's taking supplements. People, This is really exploding, but it's not regulated and a lot of people don't know. Yeah, it's just clueless or you can read reviews on Amazon or something, but that's, you know, who knows what, what those reviews are coming from, where they're coming from. But yeah, you really need to learn how to read the label and understand the label. That's so important. And the other thing, too, is that some supplements, the bioavailability is really bad, mm -hmm. like um, turmeric, for example, or curcumin. Yes. It's not readily absorbed by your body. So you need something like bioperine or piperine, which can boost the bioavailability of turmeric by 2,000%. So if you're looking for a turmeric supplement or a curcumin supplement, look for one with bioperine in it. Okay. L-tyrosine, there's a question about the bioavailability of L-tyrosine. So there is another supplement that where they've added an acetyl group to it. It's called N-acetyl-L-tyrosine or NALT. And that's theoretically more bioavailable to your brain than just plain old L-tyrosine. Now, I find that some people work better. They find L-tyrosine, it works good for them. And some people find that NALT or N-acetyl-L-tyrosine works for them. So in that case, you just want to choose one or the other, whichever one works best for you. But some, it's critical that you learn about bioavailability and how it gets into your cells and if it needs any help. Wonderful. This has been really good information. I feel like we need to do another podcast about this because okay. <laughs> there's so much information. I think we covered a lot and I think there's a lot of good information. And I hope a lot of people learned a lot from this. I wanted to ask about your consulting and what you do to help people with this stuff. Sure. Well, first they can get a free book. Go to nootropicsexpert.com and in the sidebar, and I think there's a pop-up on there too that's still working. Uh, it's called Secrets of the Optimized Brain. It's about 75 pages and okay. it's um, instant download. Just give me your email address join my newsletter and you get a free book and secrets of the optimized brain is 75 pages of just nootropic supplements. It's got the name of the supplement and what it is, what it's used for and how much to take. And then I've got another book called head first, the complete guide to healing and optimizing your brain with nootropic supplements. That's almost 600 pages. And that is the first book like it that's been published since 1992. And that's available on nootropicsexpert.com as well. Um, that's turned out to be a very popular book. I've got everybody getting it from ordinary people who know little about this stuff that just want to learn to. I've got doctors and nurses and natural pacifying it because it's a guide. It's a guide mm -hmm. on how to fix your brain. And then I do, I've got a YouTube channel. Oh, what, what is it? 
It's just Nootropics Expert YouTube channel. It's, I don't know, I haven't checked lately, but the last time I checked is around 34,000 subscribers. Nice. And I've got over 100 videos on there. And the videos are everything from individual nootropic reviews of individual nootropic supplements to I talk about things like anxiety and depression and learning and motivation and and energy and, and stuff. So, And then I do consulting as well. There is a link on the website where you can book 30 minutes or an hour with me. And I've been helping a lot of people either get off of, they they want to get off of a particular medication that they're using and they want to use less of it. And we work together on how to do that. Or they're already using a bunch of supplements and they want to know if they're using the right ones for their situation. I can help them with that. I'm helping everybody from parents that are concerned about their kids all the way to seniors that want to keep on going, you know, and everybody in between, 30 minutes or an hour. And some people end up booking follow-up, a follow-up session too, like a month later. Wonderful. So that we can review what they're doing. That's been helping a lot of people around the world. So, and just come and visit, visit us at nootropicsexpert.com. Love to have you. Wonderful. And for people who don't know how to spell it, it's N-O-O and then the word tropics, T-R-O-P-I-C-S. So nootropicsexpert.com. Well, wonderful. And thank you so much, David, for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. And as I said, I might like to do a follow-up on this one because there's just so much information. There's so many things that we can talk about. I would love to do it, John. Yes, I love that too. So we're definitely going to do that. There will be a part two to this for sure. And so do you have anything that you would like to add before we sign off? Just don't be afraid to try. Really, don't be afraid to try. Some people are are scared of trying something, but I just say, don't be afraid to try. Go to nootropicsexpert.com, do a little bit of research, and then go to your vitamin shop or go to your whole food store and buy something and start using it and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then try something else and keep on trying different things until you find something that works. I mean, I saved my own life using this stuff. It's possible for anybody to do that with the right information. I love it. Well, thank you so much, David, for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. And if anyone has any questions, they can just go to my website, teaspoonofhealing.com and click on contact and I can put them in touch with you. Or you can go directly to nootropicsexpert.com. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost, and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance and specialty margaritas thank you for listening to this episode of a teaspoon of healing if you have any questions for me or for david visit my website teaspoonofhealing.com click on contact there's a form there fill it out and i'll get back to you you can also visit me on instagram at teaspoon of healing or email me, dawn at teaspoonofhealing.com. 
If you're not a current subscriber to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And I appreciate all the wonderful reviews I've been getting. And please give me any feedback on the show. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein.